Yeah, season three, Mr. Z and Fifth with your host, the Fifth General, and Zacchaeus. What's going on? Hey, what's good? What's good? Good to be here, for sure. Yeah, yeah, we back, man. Uh, this is the month of February. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? 2021, we in a new year. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh. Blessed, blessed love, yeah. So, uh, oh, Thank you so much. Blessings, Benjamin. Yeah, yeah. Damn. So to, uh, tonight's topic, we're going to be talking about uh, the... The, Fred Hampton. We're gonna talk about Fred Hampton in the movie Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh yeah. Um, we're gonna talk about this uh bio. I, I I let's just call it like a bio a bio documentary biopic documentary uh movie. Um, not from the perspective of Fred Hammond, um, but from the perspective of the uh, FBI informant. Um. O'Neill, yeah, William O'Neill, William O'Neill. So, um, um, this is a tough one, um, because you know, historically, what we know about what happened was a disgrace. Um, uh, I'll look at the movie for face value. Uh, What we'll do is we'll look, we'll treat, we'll grade the movie for face value. We will break down historical facts about Fred Hampton, and yes, in that situation, and. you know, we'll try to make this show um, informative and entertaining at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. Zach here, so I'm going to let you start it off, man. Let's get into uh, the real deal about Fred Hampton Jr., who he, uh, who he is, for people who don't know. Uh, that movie doesn't give you uh, everything of who he is, uh, but just break it yeah. down for the audience. Okay, well, this is, well, I want to say, this is what I want to say first. Yeah. Happy Black History Month to those out there yeah. that's listening to us, happy Black History Month. Yeah. And I'm just so happy that we can reflect on this young brother, Fred Hampton. Yeah. Because um, you see, in the late 60s and 70s, late 60s and 70s, the Black Panther Party was still going. Mm-hmm. And Fred Hampton was a part, he was the chairman of the Black Panther Party. Yeah. From, uh, was under the um, direction of Bobby Seale. Mm-hmm. Big up to Bobby Seale. You know, and, and UEP Newton. Yeah. And um, we just want to reflect on Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton was a young man, yeah. a very, very young man. I mean, a young man like 19 and 20 years old, mm-hmm. taking on a big, he was, but he was very boisterous. Mm-hmm. You see, in 1967, 1968, he was very boisterous and expressing himself. He seen the injustice of police brutality in the community in Chicago, yeah. where he grew up, yeah. where he was born and where he come from. Chicago is where they had a lot of police police brutality against not only but but young poor black young black people in the community, but also Hispanics, also young poor whites in the community. Yeah. And what was so great about Fred Hampton is that. He stood out. He was bold enough to speak on it and get up in the on a, on a podium and speak about the injustices that was going on in the communities in Chicago at that moment at that time. So as young Fred Hampton, he had a way of speaking that can gather a whole crowd of people, especially the Black Panther Party, which he was the chairman of the Black Panther Party. And also what he did was one one thing I admire about the um about Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton basically continued, although Bobby C was going through his trial at the time. He's going through his remember Bobby C was well Bobby C was going through a trial at the time mm-hmm. where he was also going to court a lot. Mm-hmm. And and Huey Newton was locked up. He was in prison. Yeah. Huey Newton Bobby C and Huey Newton was the head for runners of the the creators of the Black Panther Party. Yeah. And what what what's what was so unique about Fred Hampton? Fred Hampton took on the torch at that moment at that time. He took the torch and he kept on going. He was a spokesman. That's why he was a chairman. He was a spokesman for the Black Panther Party while Bobby C was going through his situation, while Huey, Huey Newton was going through being locked up in prison. Fred Hampton spoke in, in what he did. This is what Fred Hampton did. Fred Hampton gathered, went into the gang territories and spoke to the young black 
I mean, gang members, he did. Bold, he was bold, and he did that. He went to the, the young, this is the, remember, ladies and gentlemen, this is the late 1960s in Chicago. He went into the, he went into the gang territories, and he spoken to the gang leaders about uniting yeah. and about coming together and coming together as one for the, you know, and he, and he spoke about revolutionary. We can, if we can band together, we can revolutionize our community. We can, we don't have to stay beaten up by the police or beaten down by the system. We can change the system by uniting together. Also, also, he also embarked on school lunch. That's one thing that, that's one thing that Fred Hampton, the Black Panther Party spoke on. They school lunch and different and edu- health educational program, health education to embedded the community. Also, what Fred Hampton did was he, he got went into the white community. Now, th- now these are poor whites where they where you see the the um, Confederate flags flying, and you know they they basically just. They just the only thing they have going for them is that they're white, but they're poor. They're also them are also beaten up from the system because remember, around that time was the Vietnam War. Around that time, the Vietnam War was going on. So young Fred Hampton, along with the Panthers, that was under him, Bobby Rush, you know, Mark Clark, they walked into certain communities like and they were he was bold. I have to admit that. That's the difference. With Bob Fred Hampton, he walked into these communities, the Hispanic um, gang community, Latino Puerto Ricans, and he embraced them too and said, "Listen, if we could unite together, young white, young um, young whites, Appalachian whites, poor, if we could unite together, we can we can change the system. We don't have to be apart." And because Fred Hampton did this, he united people. He had a way of speaking to unite people. He was a threat to the FBI. He was a threat to the whole, I was like, what did Jamaican say? Babylon system. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you know, so, so it's, it's so Fred, so Fred for his short period of time on this earth, he did a lot. He did a lot. He did a lot for his age. I, I was impressed by his age. I was impressed by his tenacity. I was impressed by his eagerness to get the, his love and his eagerness to get the people together, right. to get people to, to unite people. And that's what's so unique about Fred. Fred was uniting all genres, to, all different types of people together. Right. And because of this, he was a threat to the, the sup- white supremacy mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and, and we got to remember this is uh, after, um, we have to remember this is after Malcolm, right? Yes. So, yes. Mm-hmm. And his, one of his biggest inspirations from what is reported about him is that Malcolm X um, is one of the uh, um, reasons why Fred Hampton is the speaker that he is. You know what I'm saying? He studied mm-hmm. Malcolm. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, I don't know about him studying Martin. I don't know. You know, but, but I do know that he studied Malcolm. And so, yeah. as far as... Uh, being a talker and everything, but you can see, but as we know historically from it, and you can see his speeches on videos and stuff like that. Um, he was just talented in that way anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And, yeah. And being inspired from the work that was already done in that started in Oakland, California with, <clears throat> with the original black Panther members just carried over uh, to Chicago. We got to remember the mm-hmm. black Panthers, um, became a national organization, uh, mm-hmm. uh, creating chapters and, and all, and, um, you know, most metropolitan uh, cities. You know what I'm saying? So, yes. Here, here's the thing. We got to remember COINTELPRO, right? So, yes. Co- the, the, let's just say the strength of COINTELPRO, well, I mean, COINTELPRO is, 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 a F, is the FBI, right? The FBI, uh, the COINTELPRO was, the, uh, was basically the division um, within the FBI to look at, um, mm-hmm. Uh, black activism and social activists and, and, and monitor them and stuff like that, right? Um, mm-hmm. ba- ba- basically labeling them political terrorists, you know, wh- whatever whatever you want to call it. 
Uh, they're still mm-hmm. active today. <laughs> yes. Okay. See? So we got to remember, because yeah. some people are going to watch the movie, right? Mm-hmm. And then yes. they didn't think, oh, well that, well, that was just back then. No, that's happening today. That's happening today. Yeah. And you know what? I also want to get into something. So, okay, let's, let's, okay, let's segue into the movie. Let's segue into the movie. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Daniel Kaluuya. K- K- oh, how do I say his name? Uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Kaluuya. I think uh, Daniel. Lakeith, yeah. L- Lakeith Stansfield. Um, let me get their names right, man. Dom- Dominique Fishback. The the woman that played is um is whooped um, um the chairman Fred Hampton woman Dominique Fishback you let me, know let me, and let me we got get, let me get their names right so we got Daniel Kaluuya yeah. now people have seen him yeah. uh from Get Out um Black yes. Panther Queen and Slim just mm-hmm. to name a few okay uh, yes Lakeith Stanfield I mean he's been in a lot of stuff I mean people who watch the show Atlanta um. Yeah. You know, the photograph. Um Yeah. Um, you know, just just uh he was also in get out as well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> um, and like you yeah. said, the woman who played Fred Hampton's um uh woman, uh Dominique Dom- Fishback. You know what I'm saying? She's been in a few things. She's been in um Right. She's been in this movie. She's been in well, this movie. She's been in a few she's been in a few shows, you she's, know, she's, especially on cable TV. She's kinda yeah. new. Um she was on uh Yeah. Um that Netflix movie with Jamie Foxx, uh, Project Power, I think the name of it. Yeah, um, Project Power. She's she's also yeah, she also been on Deuces, the Deuce. She also been on the Deuce. Right. With um on HBO on with HBO. Uh, Meth was on there too. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Method Man was on there too. Yeah, she's been on a few things. She um, did a few things. Yeah. Martin Sheen played J. Edgar Hoover. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So we have some uh so we have some 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 recognizable faces in this movie. Uh let me just yes. say uh the acting performance was good. Um uh a lot of people are crediting uh Daniel Kaluuya as the um as the top performer of the movie. Um yes. I I actually think that Lakeith um I thought his his oh, he... I thought his job was great actually. Um Oh and, my gosh, and, he and, played a mess out of it. And, yeah. and, 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 I, and I get it, I get it. You know, the um, you have Daniel Kaluuya, who they gave him basically the best person in the movie to play. So I, yes. could, so I could understand why people are crediting him as the best performer of the movie because he's basically just uh, depicting um, uh, Fred Hampton. And Fred Hampton as a yes. person is 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 a, mm-hmm. is, a uh, is a powerful uh, person. So to play that right. role um, is people would say that's synonymous uh, with um, with Denzel Washington playing Malcolm. Uh, I don't think it's the oh. same. I don't think it's the same performance per se. Uh, I will yeah. say he did a good job, but I think Lakeith really his his uh, um, part stood out. Because it's, oh, it's, it was, it's very difficult for the role that he had to play. He had to play somebody who was shysty. I mean, he had to yes. play. He played a rat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he had a tough role, and he's a and he's a a, a great actor, a performer. Um, he has a long career uh, ahead of him, and I wanted them mm-hmm. to swap. I felt that Lakeith should have been. Uh, you know, when the movie first came out, when the movie was first announced. Yeah. I was like, why is Daniel Kaluuya playing Fred Hampton? Daniel Kaluuya, you know, he's, you know, you know, no, no, no disrespect, but, you know, he's not, uh, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a, he, he wasn't born. He's not a descendant of a slave. So my thing right, was right. got him playing a role of an African-American man. So I was just yeah. was trying to figure out. Why did they choose him, but then have Lakeith be the uh, the informant? Shouldn't it be the other way around? But as I watched the movie, the reason right, why right. The, the reason why Lakeith was the informant is because Lakeith is a better actor than Daniel, so he has to play the role that's the most challenging in that movie because the star of the movie is yeah. is, is 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 um William O'Neill's character. 
because Because yes, the, right, because right, the right. because the movie is more so based off of his um um his perspective and that interview mm-hmm. he had on Eyes on the Prize. And that's where most of this information yes. comes that's where his 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 the the point of view is coming off of that interview with Eyes on the Prize and they let you know that when they started the movie. So the movie is basically saying this is what this is this is the life of him and and what the FBI uh um uh made him do in order to stay out of uh, jail for that crime yes. he for that crime he he committed uh in that mm-hmm. in that pool hall, you know what I'm saying? Yes. And mm-hmm. and it basically shows the kind of things that they did with anybody, man. There was always an insider. Um for people, for people who remember uh, um, the story of, of Martin Luther King when he was uh, doing yes. the demonstration and a black man pushed him. And they're like, well, dang, a black man pushed him? And when they caught that black man, that black man said, yo, I was paid. So COINTELPRO uh, yeah, yeah, yes. so yes. always used black people to infiltrate, uh, you know, to, to, uh, to infiltrate the movement all, all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. They did it All with the Martin. Time. They did it with yeah. Malcolm. They did it with the uh, with Bobby Seale and, and U.P. Newton on the Oakland side of the Black Panthers, and they also did yeah. it. With, and, and they also did it with uh, with Fred Hampton, as we see. Yes, so, yes, and also way back when I'm gonna go way back, Marcus yeah, go Garvey too, when he was trying to yeah yeah when he was trying to build the um Black the Star Black Star Line, Black Star Line. Yep. to go back to uh, voyage back to Africa. They used um the for, the they used informants mm-hmm. black to, to to sabotage the voyage back to Africa for Marcus Garvey. I just have to leap in there real quickly because No, no, no. I'm gonna hand it back shoot. to you. I'm gonna hand it back to you. You know the 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 the, the, yeah. na- the nature of these things is you always use um somebody that you can't detect. You know yes. that's what makes them an agent because they're able to blend in. You know if they mm-hmm. would if, if they if they would have used somebody white to infiltrate the Black Panthers, the Black Panthers would have caught on. You can't blend in like that. So they used black folks. You know what I'm saying? They used other exactly. black people. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. go, go into more of that. I, let me get your opinion of the movie because I basically said what I felt felt about the movie. Go ahead. Okay. And some uh, on the, the I li- see, I, I, I like what you said too because the truth of the matter is the whole, the p- the whole concept of the movie was on the betrayer too. Yeah. So that's why it's called Judas Judas and the Messiah. Black Messiah. No, Messiah, Black Messiah, meaning that the Black Messiah is Fred Hampton the, mm-hmm. the, and the and um, Judas is William. O'Neil. Yeah. Well, yeah, O'Neill Williams is the um Williams O'Neill is the Judas informant. Yeah. Judas. Mm-hmm. Judas. So you have to understand that um what I listen, way back then. With Eyes on the Price came out in 1990. Mm-hmm. I, as a kid, mm-hmm. I used to watch Eyes on the Price as a kid. Yeah. I used to just be, I just was interested in history as a kid. So I used to watch Eyes on the Price as a kid. So I said, I said to myself, I said, who is this guy talking? I had no idea who he was, yeah. but not as time went on mm-hmm. and, um, and, and I get to this point in my life, I'm like, that's what, that's who he was. He betrayed it because on the interview, in the, in the beginning of the movie, on the, in, the, in this interview, mm-hmm. he said he had a lot, he said he had a, He's, he spoke like he was sure of himself, that he was positive, that he did something positive for the movement. Yeah. And come to and come to find and, and then I'm like, oh, he did, okay. But knowing that O'Neill, you know, I, okay, I can say this. Mm-hmm. He was caught between a rock and a hard place because he, remember O'Neill, mm-hmm. O'Neill, William, o, William O'Neill was only 19 at that time, mm-hmm. 19 years old. Committing a lot of crime. Mm-hmm. Nineteen years old, robbing people in in um, pool halls. Nineteen year old, getting into all type all type of robbery, right. carjacking, all, car all that type of carjacking, all type stuff. of stuff. Yeah. He was bullied. He was bullied. He was bullied by the FBI. Mm-hmm. He was. I, I would say he was bullied by J. Edgar Hoover. He was bullied by the FBI. So in other words, they threatened him. His life was threatened. If he didn't do this, his, his yeah. life was threatened. Yeah. If you don't do this, you're gonna serve gonna get locked up, serve five years in prison. Shoot. Or we'll kill you. Or or we'll kill you. Yeah. So he was caught between a rock and a hard place. If if damn if he do and damn if he don't. Yeah. You know, so he did it. He did it 
but he did it in a in a way in, in where it was like I could tell I could tell that O'Neill didn't want to do that. He didn't want to do that to his own people. He didn't want to do that. Yeah. But not but being 19 years old, because remember the movie when um the the actor the, what the movie when the FBI agent asked him, he asked him, How do you feel when Dr. King was killed? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Dr. King was then he went then he went into Malcolm. How do you feel that when Malcolm was killed? Mm-hmm. He was like he feet and then O'Neill said, answered him, looked at him and answered him and said, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I felt bad. I felt that when Martin was killed. How do you feel when Martin, how do you feel when Malcolm was killed? Oh, I, I, I didn't feel a way. I, I didn't feel, you, you asked the guy that was, he's 19 at the time. Mm-hmm. Back then when, when Martin, when, that's 1965 when Malcolm was killed. Malcolm was, he was a little kid. He mm-hmm. was like, wait, he was probably, had to be about five, he goes to school five years earlier he mm. had to be about 15 I mean, he 14 was, he was younger yeah younger yeah, yeah. he's a kid teenager. you know a teenager so so ask him you know ask him that he didn't he remembered but he did but but he didn't but as many as young kids know that when you're young sometimes you don't really pay attention pay attention mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so he's asking him these questions so my point is is that this year, he's still a young man at 19. He had asked that he's doing a big job. He's doing he's, he's I mean, he's he's going into to, to some he's going to do he's, he's doing a big man's job for 19 years old. A big man. He's going to do and he's infiltrating. Of course, of course, you don't want to betray your people. You don't want to betray your people. But he's caught in this in this. This, they got it. It's like the FBI got him on the clutch, and he can't. And they see that he can't get out. So when he was, he was acting like he's done. Of course, we. Of course, if I see another brother coming that look like me, I'm thinking he's done with me. I'm thinking that he's part of the movement too. And he he got close. He got close to Fred Hampton. He got close to him. He got close to his. Fan, he got close to his. You know, he got close into the movement. He got close with his inner close certain into a circle. In his inner close circle. So, in a way, it's like this movie to me was about his life. Remember, he had, in this movie he had a bad dream too mm-hmm. that he got that he shot himself. Mm-hmm. So, in the, in the way, it's it was it was on Fred Hampton, but it was also also built around William O'Neill too. Well, well that so so let's yeah. interpret that dream. That yeah. that dream is more of a um of a guilty conscience thing. You know what I'm saying? That's why, that's why he had that dream. When you know you're doing something wrong, um, you shouldn't be able to uh, have, you should be able to have restless nights. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You know, when you're doing a bad thing, you shouldn't be able to go to sleep at night uh, uh, at peace. And he didn't have, no, you shouldn't. He had no peace. He had, he had no peace. And so I'm, I'm going to say something that probably people don't expect for me to say, because now, now I'm going to be critical. Now I have to be, I think the only reason why this movie saw the light of day is because it's told from the perspective of the informant. Let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was the only way to have the money, the financial backing from Hollywood, uh, to put this movie out in this type of way, for it to be promoted in this type of way, yes, and it was pla- yes. and it was planned perfectly for um for the month of February. Uh, it was supposed to come out a lot sooner than that, but COVID did that, and and they decided, well, you know what, shoot, we'll just put it out on February. You know what I'm saying? But but I think that's the only reason why this movie even sold a lot of day had the actors that it had and had the writers mm-hmm. that it had because the whole thing is. Let's put this movie out, but this is how we're gonna do this movie. We're gonna make the, mm. we we the, we if there's gonna be a bad guy, we're gonna make sure we put more attention on the brother who's a bad guy. Although the real bad guy mm. was the FBI. Exactly. And, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And yeah. I, I want people to visually understand the movie, to understand the visuals mm-hmm. of the movie. The mm-hmm. the. The the police uh, in that one scene. It, okay, for those who haven't seen the movie, um, leave now. Uh, but for those who've seen the movie, 
continue. There's no spoilers. I mean, it's not really a spoiler. I mean, it's based on true events. You kind of know what happens. But I'm just going to go scene for scene. I'll try to. Um, right. Remember the scene where they were at um, uh, Fred Hampton's uh, uh, chapter, the headquarters? Uh, when Fred Hampton, yes. was, he was locked up at this time, right? They arrested him. Yeah, yes. So remember when? Remember when they were all standing outside, and they had that standoff with the police. Yes. So here's what happened: the police were in front of the, in front of there. They were saying all types of racist stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. They had a stand down with the police. Um. They made sure this is what they did. They made sure that they showed the sister who's with the Panthers stick that gun out first. Right. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, because me personally, I I, I would believe that the police hmm. were the aggressors first, <laughs> not them. You know what I'm saying? Yes, uh, yes. Because, because there, there have been many a times where uh, the police had uh, threw grenades and smoke bombs and fire and, and a lot of those uh, Black Panther uh, chapters across the United States. You know, broke um, when broke windows, just yeah, ev- yes, everything yes. vandalized everything. And this is mm-hmm. the first, this is the first Black Panther. Well, okay, let's say this. I wouldn't say the first, but I would say it's been a long time since we had a movie actually showed the Black Panther Party in its way since uh, the movie Panthers in the early nineties with um, you know, with with Kadeem Hardison. And, uh, yeah, Courtney, yeah. And, Courtney, and Courtney B. Vance in them. Great movie, by the Cla- way. Classic movie. Classic movie. Classic film. Classic movie. Film. So, classic film. And, yeah. and, and, and that was told by uh, Melvin and Mario Van Peoples, if I'm not mistaken. And in that movie, yes. it actually showed um, chapters of, um, uh, showed what the police did to a lot of the chapters uh, ac- across the nation, the Black Panther cha- chapters, you know, they, you know, did all of that. They were they were the aggressors first. Okay. Mm-hmm. But in this movie, they showed the sister as the aggressor. Now, not the aggressor in the sense that she drew first blood. She didn't. Uh the cop, when 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 they saw Lakeith, uh well William O'Neill's character go mm-hmm. up to the top of the roof, they yelled out sniper and shot. Right. So yeah, when, I remember they, that. Yeah. So in the movie, they're trying to say that the police had a logical reason to shoot. Because they had the gun first pointed at them. Uh, right. I don't know how much of that is true, but that's the movie. Hmm. And then we saw, and then we saw the first. We saw the um, uh, we we saw um, uh, the uh, the uh, the cop get shot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You saw. We saw. Um, um, we saw the uh, the, uh, the first the fir- the first one to get taken out. Was the, yeah. was the was the police officer right? We saw that mm-hmm. right. So yes. So then we saw an actual shootout between the Black Panthers and the cops in that scene. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And, oh yes. And it it e- even though we know mm-hmm. who the bad guys were in this story, I felt yeah. like they were trying to they were trying to do it in a way that would justify why the cops responded in the way that they did not justifying in the way that the black Panthers defended themselves in the way that they did. You get what I'm saying yes. here? Oh yeah. Yes, definitely. And then let's, mm-hmm. fa- and then let's fast forward to the end of the movie because you know, there's only really two scenes of this, right? So yeah. at the end of the movie, uh, the FBA got the confirmation of the actual outline of, 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 of the place and where they were staying at. Uh, blueprint. Yes. Basically, they know exactly how where to go in on the apartment where Fred Hampton would be sleeping and everything else, right? So that's yes, that yes. that's that situation, right? So yeah. So we notice, you know, it's in the dark. It's it's it's, it's dark. There's no there's no nothing. There's no nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the police um became faceless in that scene because it was very dark, so you couldn't see them. And you saw yes. the police just shoot all up in those uh, uh, that place. Wall shoot everything, and then had the nerve to tell them to get up and walk after you done shot him in the legs and body and all that other stuff. Shot, shot exactly. Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton didn't even make it out of his bed. 
know what I'm saying? He was still unconscious, still shot, unconscious from the concoction. <laughs> right, shot him. Now, according to the interview, um, on Eyes on the Prize, not by William O'Neill, but um, by someone else, is mm-hmm. that, um, that the police when Fred Hampton was bleeding, that he actually wasn't dead yet that they actually ran up on him and shot him point blank range. Now that I never knew. Mm-hmm. I never knew that uh, 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 until watching this movie. Um, I didn't know that they went in there to finish off the job. I, uh, uh, I have heard all these years that they just shot him through the walls. And, by the, and by the time they discovered his body, he was already dead, but it's, but it seems like they went in there and finished off the job. They did. They, yeah, I, I didn't know that either until I watched this movie. Right, yeah. right. So the so the reason why I'm saying what I'm saying is because a lot of these movies, when they do a movie on on his on on uh, anything that links to Black history, they 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 like to do two things: put in a, a white savior, quote unquote white savior, or um, try to lessen the blow of what really happened in terms of white supremacy um, uh, being the uh, the main enemy in this situation. Yeah. So, you know, they, they like to tamper it a little bit. So I felt mm. like they tried to do that in the beginning. And I also felt like what they were trying to say was, what they were trying to do, because there also was another shooting in, the, in, in, in that movie where they show one of the brothers uh, run up in the store while we saw brothers getting held up. And he fired the first shot at the police, and then the police shot at him, and he and he mm-hmm. was uh and he was wounded, but he didn't die. But then when he was in the hospital, then when he was in the hospital, hold on, let me let me get the uh his name, and I'm gonna give it to you, Zacchaeus. I'm sorry, I just wanted to give a run through on why I no, felt it's okay. It's yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. so um, so the brother who shot, he was in the hospital. Um, they later on killed him because that's revenge. So I felt like what the movie was trying to tell me was, well, the police ran up in Fred Hampton's uh, ran up in there to kill Fred Hampton and all that, because their whole thing is we're getting revenge on the Panthers. When Fred Hampton didn't fire, d- never fired one shot. But be- but one. but because he is the influence, they had to take him out, and the excuse was. And the excuse was somebody in his camp shot one of shot one of ours. So we got to go in there and finish the job. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> that's why I think this movie saw the light of day, because if it didn't uh, uh, show that, then it would just show white supremacy as being the, the main. Uh, um, it would. Well, here's the thing. These are police. Right. So they want to make sure they want to make sure that there's a distinction between um, uh, uh, between uh, police and white supremacy. Yes. Mm-hmm. What they what 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 they fail to um to show in movies is that the infiltration of white supremacy runs the entire police uh, nation. They don't yeah, want see. to show that because right. that's what's right. really happening. And you know what? For those who want to see a movie that keeps it more realer than Judas and the Black Messiah in terms of white supremacy in the in the police department and how white supremacy uh, has protected the police department and the police department run on the code of white supremacy, priority number one, even when they uh, bring in black people and other people into the police force. If you guys want to see a movie that keeps it more real than Judas and the Black Messiah in terms of the influence of white supremacy and the police force basically being the same thing, go watch that movie uh, that came out. It's on on demand on platforms everywhere. It's called American Skin, and the actor is Nate Parker. That Mm -hmm. That movie came out about two weeks ago, I think. Nate Parker, the American Skin. Yep, American Skin. If you want to see American Skin, Gives you a better outlook on to on on modern day, modern day, from the back, uh, uh, modern day, how the police still still 
the police and the justice system uh, run on the code of white supremacy. And people say, Jason, how you, uh, Fifth, how you know that? I tell you how. Because white supremacy started the police. Google it. The first police was slave patrol. Yes. Yes. Well, Fifth, why are you saying that about the court system? Well, because when the courts were being invented, they were invented by white supremacists to protect white supremacy. So that's why they go hand in hand. This is why stuff happens on the police side. And then on the justice side, they say not guilty. Because facts, look, go look it up, y'all. Go look it up. Facts. I just just bring it in and just say that. <laughs> because because the blue wall of science, uh, silence is the white wall of silence. Mm. <laughs> the white wall of science mm. is 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 gave birth to the blue wall of silence. Hello, hello, hello. Zach, <laughs> here's take it away. I'm sorry. I just no, 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 no. Um. You see, um, going into to the host perspective of um, the police shooting mm-hmm. at the at the Black Panthers headquarters mm-hmm. in chapters around the country, yeah. is a, a is an indication of of white supremacy always justifying the right to cause right to do what they do because let me tell you something the black yeah. panther party they, they never destroyed remember, ku klux they never destroyed ku klux klan chapters and they were able to still be who they are still to this day yeah till to this day yes yes so we have to understand that the black panther party was never black panther party the reason why the black panther party's bared arms is to protect it's to protect because we seen it's too many and still going on to this day too many lives been taken through police brutality. Yeah. And that's been going on since we landed on this on this land mm-hmm. and we came to this land. Mm-hmm. Too many lives been mm-hmm. be- taken. And guess what? What the justice system do? Is no justice for the victim black female and the victim black male. Now no, when you so so the Black Panther Party, ladies and gentlemen, was created to protect you from police brutality and to protect you from. And this is the reason why they bear arms. It's not because because they see white supremacy had to paint the picture of them being a violent tyrant group, mm-hmm. communist group. But the, exactly what J. Edgar Hoover painted Dr. King. Mm-hmm. When he, how he painted Marcus Garvey, mm-hmm. and how he painted the other parties too, yeah. Malcolm X, and so forth and so forth. The list goes on. So you have to understand that with white supremacy now, shooting, shooting, you know, um, shooting into the Black Panther Party, killing Bobby Hutton. Hello, I have to mention Bobby Hutton yeah, too. Let's not forget that the first, yeah, the first, the first young um, Black Panther what, Party 15? that was killed. 15 years old, yeah. killed, yeah. you know, um, and they shot him up, killed mm-hmm. him, yep. you know, and, and, and his, although he had his hands up, his hands was up, he had no clothes on, and they still shot him. And they, you know what they said? How could you, he had, and he had a gun on him. That's why they shot him. Now, I don't know, I don't know what you and me, but if you're naked and have, and your hands are up and you have, and you're, Naked to the and you're naked as your mother birthed you, and your hands your hands up. What what defense do you have? Okay, right. And they still and they still kill Bobby Young Bobby Hutton. So and Fred Hampton, Fred Hampton mentioned that he mentioned that, and he and 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 this movie had, listen they had a lot of speeches that they couldn't show this they couldn't show all of Fred Hampton's speeches in the movie. I understand that. Yeah. But some of the yeah, but some of the speeches that he said was just to ignite the movement and unite mm-hmm. our people because it's a war against poor people, a mm-hmm. war against black people, a war against poor whites, and a war against Latino, all other ethnic groups. Mm-hmm. So you have to understand when the when when the police, anytime, I would call them race soldiers, mm-hmm. anytime, any, it's still happening to this day. That's why, that's why, 
my, my brethren right here saying, go watch American Skin. Mm -hmm. Still happening to this day. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, this is the type of, this is the type of film that is the type of film that's unique. I didn't see it yet, but I'm sure it's the type of film that you can impact on and you can watch and you can watch it again and again and understand how the system is being run, how the system is being, and how we as we as people, we don't, if you see why just sometimes, you know, like we look at this, look at like George Floyd, you know, George um, Floyd and certain victims like Sandra Bland and just always looked over and over. This is the reason why. This is one of the reasons why that, that justice is not being served. Eric Gardner, justice is not being served and these officers still walk because it's still under the, the, the still under the cloud of white supremacy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, this a, if you didn't see this movie called, if you didn't see it, the Judas and the Black Messiah, it's a movie that you you have to go see. And in the movie that you can see, and and I yeah. encourage watch the movie, but then also uh, study who Black Panther is and tie up your information and see if it if it connects. That's that's how I look yeah. at it. You know, it's like I don't just tell people watch um, uh, the Malcolm X movie. I tell them also learn about Malcolm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Don't just watch the movie right. Selma and then not uh, learn Martin. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. uh watch the movie for for visual you know from from a visual uh, uh perspective but also study these people you know what I'm saying Yeah and that's the message that we want to uh convey on this episode you know what I'm saying the movie and all that we do I mean yeah we're talking about the movie we're reviewing it and stuff like that but we're also trying to make it more important that you study yeah. uh Fred Hampton Jr. and the Black Panther Party Right. And big up to Fred Hampton Jr. Um, Daniel Kalayo on the interview on the Breakfast Club said he met he met um Fred Hampton Jr. Oh his That's son. Fred Hampton's yeah. his son. Um he's fifty years old today. He met him and um and he met and he also was able to meet his Fred Hampton's um wife, mother of, of Fred Hampton Jr. You know what I'm saying? Right. So right. that 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 and to say that she's she still was able to speak on it and remember that is amazing. Right. So study, and yeah. yes. I meant yes. to say I meant to say Fred Hampton, uh the father, but people know what I meant. Study Fred Hampton. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, study ahead, Fred I'm Hampton. Yeah. yeah. And and look and also this is how I learned more about Fred Hampton too. They have a lot of um speeches on they have a lot of um footage on Fred Hampton on YouTube. So if you if you if you want to read read you can also look at YouTube and um, you can study what because you can look at the speeches. You can um, and you, you all and also on YouTube you see his young you see his um, you see the case of when you see the, the real life footage, the case with um with O'Neill William O'Neill. You see him speaking on YouTube. You also can on YouTube you see uh, Fred Hampton's wife, the, the woman Fred Hampton's lady, and also. Um, Fred Hampton Jr. speaking, and you'll see him at the back in the well, the eighties, speaking on what happened that day, how the police how the police shot first into the um the um apartment that Fred Hampton was sleeping with all the rest of the plant with some of the people in this chapter, you know, shot right into it. The first person that was killed was Mark Clark because he was standing at the door when the police were coming. He was the one that tried to wake everybody up and said, yo, I think we have a visitor. We think somebody's coming. He, he stood up on the bed. He stood up on, he stood, he got up from his bed, looked, and the brother picked up his gun, but he didn't even get the chance to breathe. They shot right through the door. Yeah. They shot right through the door, killing him instantly. Yeah. Mark Clark he, he shot him through the chest, killed him instantly. And they, and there was, remember, Ladies and gentlemen, it was 99 bullets that were shot into that apartment. That's crazy. I I didn't know how. Yeah, I didn't know how many. Didn't die. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I, I, I Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I didn't understand yeah. that. Yeah, I don't know how his wife didn't die. How, how and, and they had some survivors. I didn't know how they didn't even die. 99 bullets. Is, and there was more than one police officer shooting into that apartment. 
So, and there was and there was ninety nine bullets in that, that apartment, pumped in nonstop shooting in that apartment. You know, Frampton, you know, was already, you know, in the in the uh, sleep. He couldn't get up because um, O'Neill gave him something to, to um, put him to sleep, and he wasn't able to get up. But, but ninety nine bullets. I don't know how you survive in that. It's a miracle that his son, Junior, and his mother's able and Junior's mother is able to speak on what happened that night. Because, yo, ninety nine bullets, man. I don't. Yeah. You know, but I'm glad, but I'm happy that they survived to speak on it because Lord knows when you're gone, it's always their word. It's always their word against us. You know, so and but in the in the, in the all the whole thing with the story, um they was there was it in the, in in this movie, if you read the caption at the end, they was able to sue. It, it was able to sue the department, um, the police department. Now I think one that the, the um the police chief lost his job mm. because they realized it was they because they had um well they had to take a um white attorney, I forgot his name, the man that um that was fighting this case, and if you look on YouTube, this white man with a bear he fight this case, and the 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 case was overturned. And justice was served because I don't I don't think justice was totally served because I don't think the police the police officers lost their job, but the chief was was forced to retire. I don't think that's that's just to serve. They should have been put in jail because that's an assassination. That's an assassination because the, to literally just shoot in somebody's apartment without even using they they saying hello. And you're not saying, and they're not, you know, they had, you know, they they know people is in there, and they just started spraying the apartment up, bam, 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 and no, no, we have a warrant. Then, then it's like, come on out. That's a you shot up the apartment with nine bullets. Why are you saying come on out now? Yeah, well, that's the you know blatant disrespect and disregard, and you you know, you know their excuse their excuses. You know, their excuses, they felt that, you know, they, you know, they coined the Black Panthers as a terrorist organization, but didn't coin the KKK and then tried to say in that movie and in real life that the KKK and the Black Panthers are the same. Ain't, ain't nowhere, exactly. ain't nowhere on this, on God's planet that they are the same people. Ain't exactly. nowhere, ain't no, and, and this is the lie that they tell our young kids and everybody else. Let's, that, let's that, study. For, go, let's go mm-hmm. into more of that. So yeah, let's, let's study. So there was a group called the Deacons of Defense mm-hmm. before the Black Panthers. Mm-hmm. The Deacons of Defense were created because of the church bombings and and the overall uh, terrorist um, uh, massacres that the Ku Klux mm-hmm. Klan were doing from neighborhood to neighborhood, from from city to city. They were created to combat them. And these were people who were in the church. I mean, shoot, I wish the church was this bold now. This this break, <laughs> this break. Nah, for real, the black church back then wasn't playing back then. They got tired of that mess and picked up their guns. You know what I'm saying? Once upon mm-hmm. a time, once upon a time, the black church was a, a was a place of refuge for black people mm-hmm. during uh, during um, the early civil rights era. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You yes. know, and even before the civil rights era in terms of, you know, certain things. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, they were uh, church bombings and, 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 and lynchings and hangings. Where in Black Panther history do they have that? I'll wait. Right. Exactly. There is none. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so <laughs> exactly. exactly. So they're not the same. Exactly. But, but this is how white supremacy justifies um, the KKK being in existence and not and not being eradicated because they'll say, "Oh, well, what about the Black Panthers? What about them? What about them? Yeah, what about them? Yeah, 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 yeah. What about them? You know, you mm-hmm. you you know your you know your white supremacists when you can actually 
when when we when we when people bring up the uh the Ku Klux Klan and their history of murder, death, kill, and the fact that they're still around, and then they deflect and say, What about this group? You know you're a white supremacist when you protect that. Have you exactly. ever heard have you ever heard uh uh Zacchaeus? Have you ever heard somebody uh talk about how bad the Nazis are? And then somebody deflects and says, Oh, yeah, the Nazis was terrible, but what about so and so? Excuse me. Uh, exactly. I've exactly. Ne- I've never heard. <laughs> I've never heard when somebody uh, tears down the Nazis, and then and then somebody replies with, "Yeah, they were bad, but no, there is no but when it comes to the Nazis." Exactly. Keep exactly. that same. Keep that same energy with the Klan. There is no but with the Klan. Oh, the Klan was exactly. bad, but no, 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 because you don't do no, that with no, the, no, no. Exactly. you don't you don't do that exactly. with Nazi Germany. Exactly. So since exactly. you don't do that with Nazi Germany, keep that same energy with the Ku Klux Klan. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You, you know it's bad, yo, yo. I'm telling you right now. Can you yo? Can you imagine if, if yo people people don't people do not understand this. I didn't want to go here, but you have to treat the Ku Klux Klan like the Nazis in this sense. Do you know that to this day, uh, America, with the help of many countries, helped Israel still find ex-Nazi soldiers that worked on uh, on the uh, on the ghettos and the um and 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 the gas chambers and and the camps and stuff like that? Do you know that they still track them down? Wow! They still do. They, wow! They were they were they keep finding them in other countries like South America and all that. You know what I'm saying? They track them down, which I'm yeah, for. But, which I'm for that because yeah yeah you, 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 yes. you, you're basically getting them for the crimes that they committed historically. But, but well, how about five years of crimes committed to black people? Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Huh? How Thank about you. that? Thank I understand you. that, you know what? Okay, that's all black. That's that's all black yeah. people are asking for. Hold those accountable yes. for that. Yes. <laughs> hold the yes. hold hold the Nazis accountable. Of course, I'm with that. I'm with yes. that. But can you hold these people accountable too? Exactly. That's all. That's exactly. all. That's all black people are asking for. And and some of them are still around. <sighs> still around. Some of them are uh, 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 some of those people in the Klan are senators and and presidents and governors and mayors and police commissioners Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. teachers and doctors Mm -hmm. and dentists Mm -hmm. and 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 bank owners. (laughs) And when you want to go get a business loan, they loan off. They 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 uh, they they, uh, determine whether you get a loan in your business or not. They're everywhere. Yes, everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we saw so it. With, we saw it with that freaking insurrection that happened at the Capitol, where they, yep. where, where all where they found out that them people were working for the government that stormed the Capitol. Some idiot had the nerve to wear his freaking government badge, working for Department. <laughs> of, yeah, what an idiot! He wore around his he wore around his neck. <laughs> They ain't even. They ain't even need uh, face no. recognition on him. They just zoomed. They just zoomed in on that on an ID and was like, "Yeah, we got him." Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, you know, yeah, he wore it around his neck. They, they, yeah, like like I said before, still hair. No, they hair. Right? <laughs> yeah, and they have prominent positions all around the world, all across the yeah, nation. They, they, and, they're they the they're the elite, and you let them operate. Yeah. and you let them operate. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. meanwhile, you want to track down uh, 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 ex-soldiers of, of 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 the Nazi military, which is fine. But then you want to, uh, you know, America, you're helping them find them. But America, you got your own mess right here that you're not. Exactly. That's all they, I'm they, saying. They, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> all I'm saying. Yeah. All I'm saying is distribute the justice evenly and fairly. Hmm. <laughs> Once mm-hmm. again, I want to reiterate because I know some people are going to be like, "What the heck? 
They're going to take what I said out of context. No. What I'm saying is get them, get those who do what they do or done what they've done. Get them. Yes. Right? Yes. All, yes. I, all I'm saying is, okay, <coughs> excuse me, can yeah. we please have that same time and effort and empathy and care that we have with making sure that we get all the uh, people who worked on Auschwitz um, mm-hmm. and get them and, 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 and have them face um, uh, time for their crimes? Can you have yes. that same empathy and care and, 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 and energy and, um, and consideration mm-hmm. when it comes to also getting those who committed crimes upon crimes upon crimes amongst those of black citizens, native citizens in this nation? Yeah. Can you please mm-hmm. have that same care with that that you have that you can have with this? Can you do that? Because right. let me tell you something, America the rest of the world, the moment you tell Israel that you will no longer help them, hmm, hmm, hmm. that will be the moment. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah. let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm yeah, sorry. Okay. All, all, all this, all this Cointel Pro talk. It's just getting me fired up. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I was about to say something crazy there. Let me not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's for another show. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have anything you want to say before we leave? (laughs) No. Those who didn't watch um, Judas and the Messiah, go watch it. Go watch it. Stream it on um, HBO Max. Go watch it. Those and, and those who need to get a more insight of what's going on with the uh, race soldiers, white supremacy race soldiers, watch American skin. Yeah, I'm about to I'm about to embark on that too myself. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, and just and just when you look at Fred Hampton, that's what I say when you look at the when you understand this is giving you an insight of the pan understand the Panthers. Because because remember white supremacy already painted them as terrorists and they blah 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 and they're bad. Yeah. But understand them that they started school lunch. Mm-hmm. Remember that what I said that earlier on the show. They started the school lunch program. Um, and let me go. Let me quickly jump into Fred Hampton real quickly. Fred Hampton. Mm-hmm. Now, what KKK member you know that that united Puerto Ricans, mm-hmm. poor whites, mm-hmm. and other ethnic groups together? Which name that name name that to me? Give email me, fax me, do whatever. No, not fax me, but email me. DM me and let me know. Cause I don't cause let me know. Yeah. Cause Fred Hampton cause Fred Hampton did that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. You, you, so. you see people calling Fred Hampton racist. How? <laughs> How is he racist when he How? when when he, How? when he united with his when his whole thing was to unite uh all oppressed people in in, in, yeah. in in the fashion of the matter of the nature that they were oppressed, no matter what they look like. Right. Right. You know, and the right. black pen, and the black pen, and 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 Huey and Bobby did the same thing in Oakland because they were able to get uh, people from. They were able to get other groups that helped them. Uh, a very, a very, a great, great, great documentary uh, by yeah, the name of Black Panther Vanguard actually shows. Actually shows the other support that that the Black Panthers seek and had uh, diplomatic uh, peace with other groups. So this is something that he that the original founders laid that foundation as far as hey, you know, not only is it us but it's them. So let's make sure that we're better in numbers. That is something that they stood for. So the Black Panthers were never racist. You know. Right. You know, they right. ju- they just see the word black and get triggered when we when when you know the reason why uh uh they named themselves mm-hmm. that was based off the animal itself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. More is more than right. just it's more than just black. You know, it's not a Black Panther because it's black people, but they use that yeah. just based as a metaphor for what uh, uh, the animal stands for and why they name themselves the Black Panther Party. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, study the history. Don't let somebody tell you that they were this and they were that. Study to show yourself approved, as the Bible says. 
Exactly. Exactly. All right. Exactly. All right. Tell them where they can reach you, man. Your socials. Uh, let them know. Yeah, you can, you can also reach. You can reach me at Wayne Zacchaeus Bacchus on Facebook. Also, you can reach me on on Instagram, Zacchaeus B Zacchaeus B seventy three on on Instagram. Also on Twitter, you can reach me at Wayne Bacchus two at Twitter. That's Wayne Bacchus two at Twitter. God bless. Easy. All right, y'all can get at me on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter uh, at the Fifth General. That is at the Fifth General. All right. All right, we're gonna get up out of here. Season three, episode one. We'll see y'all next time. Episode two next week. Peace. Peace.